Welcome to SolkanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, this week we're going to be exploring protein and pellets. Ooh, that's um, like an old, maybe like an old British man introduction. Protein and pull-ups. <laughs> uh, we're going to be looking at uh, protein powders. Lucia's going to talk to us about protein supplements, and I'm going to talk to you about pull-ups. Just all the things that I have to say, because there's so much to say about the world's best party trick. So true, and I, I want that party trick. I don't have it yet, and boy, oh boy, do I ever. And we are working on it, friends. <laughs> we are. So let's start the day off right Talking about that protein, mm-hmm. it's a word that everyone knows, and like 1% of people know what it means. And Lucia's one of those people! hey That's so good! Yeah, I don't hate it. Okay, so <laughs> protein. If there's one thing I've noticed from working with clients so far, is that in general, most people aren't eating enough protein for their activity level. Oh, like even people who... Their activity level is like seated. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not even crossfit people, just like people who are like, my activity level is basically zero. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. So, what does protein do in our bodies? First and foremost, um, all of our body is made out of protein. Right. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. So that one little fact. Just gonna drop that fact. Have it. People remember that. Yeah. Um, so. Protein, dietary protein, is helpful to keep our bodies going in space. So you, you know, just like doing body stuff. <laughs> just doing body okay. stuff. Um, protein is also really helpful for our immune systems, which I think is something that people don't don't actually. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, that's not a connection that really comes to mind for a lot of people. Um, but we need protein to stay healthy, and especially when people are more active. And they're working to actively build muscle. Right. They're right. they're looking at their activity levels. They're thinking about sleep um, and recovery. Part of recovery is making sure a that you have enough food in general, but also b you have enough protein. So the reason I, I feel like I always see that there's like a this like a meme going around. Maybe it's like a vegetarian's meme. That's like the average American gets like 125 percent. Of their daily protein intake with barely even trying. Like, you don't need meat. Right. Or, <laughs> so that That's just, well, it's like an internet statistic, so it can't be real anyway, right? But there are, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen at least some iteration of that statistic. Right. And what I'm noticing is that there's that one. And then if you, basically, wherever you're looking is, wh- whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. So if you're a vegetarian and you're like, okay, I got to. Got to do my Google research. Got to put on my Google Scholar hat and figure yeah, out how much protein man, I Google need. Google Scholar. Yeah. Woo! If you are looking for how much protein you need and you're coming kind of from the low source, yeah, you're going to find statistics that tell you that you probably need less protein than you think, mm-hmm. which is true. Your body, you can you can live with low protein. However, if you're also coming from the opposite end, which might be something more like bodybuilding, you are going to find way higher recommendations. Right. And also you're going to find people who are citing research that shows that your body can handle 
many more grams per okay, pound sure. of body weight or blah, blah, blah. I'll talk about protein in upcoming episodes too because it's a huge subject. But what I really want to talk about today were protein powders. Yeah, because, sups. Yeah, okay. sups. Hannah, do you, like, do you take any protein oh, yeah. powders? I do. I definitely take supplements if I'm low on protein in the house and I need to get it in before bed. Mm-hmm. But I try to go meat first. You yeah, you try to go to that route as quickly as I can. Yeah, before I do so that. yeah, you're you're an omnivore. You're open to eating animal animal meat, sure and that's a very um, if you're eating animal meat, especially animal muscle meat, you're really that's a very high number of protein to the other two macronutrients. And for those who don't know, there are three macronutrients: there's protein, carbohydrate, and fat. So if you're looking at something like a lean meat, if you've ever have seen. Uh, ground beef in the store and it says 90% lean that means that 90% of it is going to be that protein and the other 10% is going to be fat right maybe some water um kind maybe of some content. other weird thing that they put in there <laughs> to keep it fresh yeah depending on that brand before we get into the protein powders hannah do you want to list some different sources of dietary protein oh yeah meat what kinds <laughs> Uh, oh, all the all the meat. Uh, I eat a lot of turkey, chicken. I love me some steak. Uh, you know, pure meat, so you're not like mixing it and processing it with too much other stuff. Um, eggs. Mm-hmm. I eat a, a lot of eggs, like a like gallons of eggs. Egg whites. I love egg whites. Yeah. Uh, here's a clue, guys. If you just use egg whites instead of water in your oatmeal, you're like basically a god. <laughs> you make like an oatmeal kind of custard kind of Yeah, it's creamy, so good. Dreamy. It's so good. They just cook right in there, but they're not like eggy. They're not like eggy. They're like not gummy. Yeah, it's like custard. It's like yeah. breakfast custard. Savory breakfast custard. You should share that recipe so people can try it out. Yeah, here's a recipe. Oatmeal, <laughs> egg whites instead of water. Nailed it. Whoa. <laughs> Boom. You put anything else you want in there. God, it's like gold. Beans you can do. Yeah. Some people are okay with beans. Some people get major toot town mm-hmm. from beans. Mm-hmm. If you're a toot town person, then don't eat beans because you well, need friends. It, Friendship is important. Yeah, if you're a toot town person, we can maybe we can do some more um, investigating about why that is. Yeah, beans are definitely they have their place and they they are a nice source of um, non-animal protein. Right, right. Uh, peas, peas that yep. counts. Yep. Uh, sometimes it's just take some peanut butter to the house, you know, peanut butter or mm-hmm. uh, maybe some uh, cashew butter. Yeah, nut butters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or milk proteins like yogurt, cottage cheese. Yeah. All that jam and stuff. You're nailing it. Yeah, good. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it, I think. I th- yeah. That's pretty good. And then subs, you know, subs come last. Subs, subs. Yeah, uh, seafood. If you eat oh, seafood, yeah, that's seafood. another. I, I just mean, put that right in meat. Yeah, that's, you know? that's what the animal meat. Yeah, fishes fish yep. i love that fish yeah so great um those are definitely lots of different options also want to mention that just vegetables in general so those kind of less starchy vegetables any colorful vegetable like cabbage or spinach or brussels sprouts or bell peppers anything like that that will have protein in it too sure and that's, you gotta eat a lot of those though right to equal a can of tuna right it's just yeah. kind of the ratio okay yeah okay so Protein powders. Subs. You guys don't know. <laughs> Subs is my word for supplements. I think that's clear. I hope that's clear. Now now we all know. Yeah, okay, good. We're in Sub Central. Let's get into it. We're going to sup on some subs. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. 
So what I've been noticing and Oh, that's such a polite way of being like, guys, something's wrong with the world. <laughs> Something I just want to do a little debunking. Yeah. So I'm not going to be speaking to like I'm not an expert. Don't think I am. But for the kind of middle of the road athlete, someone coming from a less athletic place, someone who is doing quite a bit of CrossFit. These people, I'm speaking to you. Yes, probably. I'm not speaking to bodybuilders right now. Okay. But in general, for people who are kind of doing their own research and are maybe really getting into fitness and are thinking about, okay, I want to build muscle and I want to recover properly and well from these workouts that I didn't used to do, a lot of people start to lean towards protein supplements. Oh, yeah. Well, the world is a confusing place. It is. If you use Instagram, which many people probably do, <laughs> you probably follow like 100 fitness people who are all sponsored by different subs companies. And they all say, this is the best one. They're like, this improved my performance by a thousand percent. But that person works out seven times a day. They're a competitive fitness athlete. They right. have like food specially prepared for them. They're eating. Most of the time they're eating. Yeah. Like real choo-choo kind of food. Not <laughs> Choo-choo, not sub-sub. Yeah, they probably take subs because they're working out for mm -hmm. like so long every day. But they are also getting those supplements for free. So they're talking about them like they're, they're the number one sub. Right. And so here's the thing. Supplements are great. They have their place. They have their place for people who aren't doing, um, aren't, you know, competitive in some athletic sense. But the thing is, w the thing that I've been noticing is that people get really hung up on the different types of proteins. Mm -hmm. So if you do a quick search, if you type in in Google, like, oh, I want to, what protein should I have before a workout? They'd be like, you want to have a pure whey isolate with a, th a two to one carb to protein ratio, and you want your protein to be grass-fed beef sourced with no shellfish included. And you'd be like, whoa, their voice is so annoying. <laughs> and then <laughs> well, you'd be like- This is a pro caseinate <laughs> powder. And if you like casein, then you're gonna love our caseinate. Anyway, <laughs> guys, come on down to the vitamin shop. It is really confusing. It's a huge market. That's fodder for another, um, another podcast. Oh, it's just yeah. the supplement industry, but- what I want people to focus on, if they're feeling like they're not getting enough protein for their activity level, if they're feeling like their recovery isn't really, you know, their ability to kind of feel less sore, feel like they can get ready for their next workout, if that isn't really up to par, then there's definitely a place for protein supplements. Mm -hmm. um, but what I really wanted to talk about was what I noticed is that people will go for uh, whey. Or yeah. wait, casein. Yep. Or all that milk stuff. Branch chain amino acids. Oh yeah, BCAAs. BCAAs. Yep. <laughs> all caps. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, beef isolate. Yeah, you know you're just like naming CrossFit stuff. Too. Yeah, that's like, so am. funny. Yeah, it's like Egg Kill White. Cliff BCAAs all in one sip. Yeah. And then like it's also got a cup of coffee in there because right. it's like if you could name so the things that CrossFitters like it's like coffee. Branched chain amino acids and like paleo protein sources. <laughs> um, CrossFitters like to hack their bodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, let me tell you 10 easy tricks to get fitter than fit. Right. Without really changing your lifestyle, even a little bit. Right. It can help a little bit. But yeah. um, I mean, I love CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. 
I'm the same way. Yeah. So what I'm noticing, though, is that people will have multiples of all these different types of protein supplements. And so we, you know, we could get into really explaining like, oh, what is whey protein? Okay, whey is this leftover liquid that is made from when you're making cheese from milk. Boy, does that sound disgusting. Yeah, if you're drinking when that, you say it that, like dry, that. that dry liquid. Woo! Mm. Um, casein is going to be the actual protein from milk. So, yes, we could get into those different types, but what I really want people to focus on if they are needing a protein supplement or they want to play around with that, I want you to take a protein supplement and then for the next two to three days, notice what happens with your digestion. Oh, yeah. Because what I'm seeing is that people, because of the name, because they see whey or they see casein or they see branched-chain amino acids, they'll buy it. Oh, guys, she's talking about me. (laughs) They'll buy it. They'll try it. And it is a protein, so your body's going to use it to some degree, and they'll keep using it. And a lot of times... That protein isn't working well in your mm-hmm. system. I got a, I got in a sample. Yeah. Bought some uh, peanut butter casein protein online because it was on sale. I was hungry. Yep. This is during my a weight cut. I was trying to lose a little weight before a competition. So I was eating very – I was eating a lot less than I would have liked. I was really hungry one night, and I ordered casein protein because it was peanut butter flavored online. <laughs> and it came, and it was like nighttime protein. I ate it twice both the next morning i woke up with like a big old gut a bloated bloated yeah yeah, couldn't you know none of that poop flow i wanted Mm -hmm. just feeling like a sandbag and i asked lucia about it she was like why don't you stop eating that stuff and see what happens but here's the interesting thing i think for you in that instance and for so many people maybe most people is that you incorporate it and I don't think that was the first thing that your mind went to I think you no. were like oh should I be eating less or should right. I be eating more of something well because I paid for it you're right. like oh man that's like however many dollars down the drain right and also t- kind of tasted good sure you know? so I was like ooh, it's kind of a dessert yeah people want the the products the protein supplements the they can get really expensive and mm-hmm. they can have lots of vitamins added and minerals and caffeine and flavorings and sugar or fake sugar. Oh, yeah. You can taste that sucralose. Right. So they can be very um, pleasurable to eat and to you know drink or whatever to digest. But when it comes to what your body can actually do with that, you have to remember that it isn't a whole food. Mm-hmm. It's a processed food and your body can handle some processed foods, but you Sweet you, listener, or Hannah, it's or me. anyone. It's talking about me. <laughs> it's going to be individual. So yeah. it's going to really depend on your stomach and what you can digest, your intestines, your history, right. where you're at. That's all going to be really specific to you. I do want people to be aware. So whey protein and casein protein, those are both coming from milk. Mm-hmm. They're derived from milk. So if you have any sort of dairy sensitivity, maybe it's those are not good. Yeah, maybe those aren't your go-to. Right could take you to toot town right if you go to toot town in an uncomfortable way leave the way alone okay yeah okay um next on the list is going to be egg white protein yep love that love that eggs are a top allergen oh come on buddy (laughs) a lot of people what about the liquid ones i know still allergens huh well depends on you and your body okay yeah all right my mom my money likes them all with that you've got your you've got your oatmeal jam going okay yeah i just gave away a recipe now half of america (laughs) can't use right (laughs) 
Yeah. So just being <sighs> wary of that. How do I do with eggs in other parts of my life? Okay. Do I make eggs for breakfast? Do they feel okay in my stomach? Does the thought of a scrambled egg make me queasy? Oh, no. Makes me <laughs> want to like leave right now and go make one. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> so those are going to be just kind of my top examples. Um, same thing. You know, they're there's pea proteins, there are different vegetarian source proteins, there's soy proteins. Right. Soy, soy is huge. Yeah. Um, soy is a top allergy. Yeah, that one crushes my guts. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, down for the count. Yeah. And then once you get that supplement, you need to start taking it and notice how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan uh, for most people to have them do some food journaling, especially when they're bringing in a new uh, stimulus, in this right. case, protein right. powder. So those are kind of my top takeaways. If you have a dairy sensitivity, know that. Know that whey and casein come from dairy. So maybe those aren't your go-to. Mm-hmm. If you have an egg sensitivity, maybe egg white protein powder isn't your jam. If you're vegetarian and you don't want to be, um, or vegan, and you don't want to be have, have any animal product, then know that something like a hemp protein, a pea protein, a brown rice protein, those are all options. But how do you do with that actual whole food itself? Right. And just remember the actual, I mean, what is the term supplement? It's Yeah, right? It's extra. It's extra. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. It's extra to your actual daily diet. So right. just, again, be aware of marketing. Marketing and supplements. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'll be a better consumer. <laughs> you want to talk about pull-ups? Please. I really do. Oh, man. It's time to talk about pull-ups. I love pull-ups. Uh, like I said, number one party trick, everyone loves a person who can do a pull-up. I want to be a person who does a pull-up, Hannah. Right? Isn't that yeah. how everyone feels? Somehow, the pull-up is like the all-time most desired skill in the world. Because it's like, I don't need a certain type of athleticism to be able to do a pull-up. And it's also like, you know, seen as somehow a marker of fitness because, well, it's like a, a marker of military fitness. Mm-hmm. Pull-ups, push-ups. And running. So I think that's probably part of where that came from is that the military uses those tests as like, can you get into the Marines? You mm. have to perform a certain amount of pull-ups, certain amount of push-ups. You have to run like a three-mile test in under a certain amount of time. The top score is like 18 minutes or something like that. If you do it mm. in under 18 minutes, you get a cert- the top score in your category. And then uh, if you do X amount of crunches in 100 – uh, sorry, X amount of crunches in two minutes – up to 100. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's like number of pull-ups you can do in a row is like up to 20 huh. is the top score. For men. Yep. So and for women, it's a bent arm hang. See, that's the reason I want to do a pull-up. Right, because you're like, I'm like oh, f- frick that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. A bent arm hang. Yeah. <sighs> Low standards. <laughs> I remember the same. it was the same thing in elementary school. At my school, it was you, if you were a boy... You did a pull-up challenge, and if you were a girl, you did a bent arm hang. Whoa. Yeah, so you're like, well, there goes all my chances of ever thinking I'm going to do a pull-up. Because right. I'm basically told from the age at which I could actually do a pull-up Yeah. that I'm that is not a valid test of my fitness as a lady. I also, as a tall lady, I feel like the odds, okay, I can, I can row, okay, I can do some um, other activities in CrossFit gym where height is helpful. Sure. But for a pull-up... There is so much of me to my lady muscles. Sure. Well, yeah, I, right? Oh, me, man. Just hearing you say lady muscles makes me want to quietly weep. Right? I'm just going to do that for a second. <laughs> you know. 
but it, it motivates me more. Well, okay, listen. There is some reality to the fact that women have less upper body strength than men. 40% less upper body strength than oh. men on average. But that doesn't mean that you can't get the body strength to do a pull-up. There's, like, some weird illusion that men just have to, like, think about a pull-up and do one. And women have to work for, you know, dozens of years to make it happen. <laughs> but it's not really true. And I, most of the people I see come in. Nobody can do a freaking pull-up. Like, men, women, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Nobody can do a pull-up. And I've seen plenty of... Uh, I've seen is as many women as men come in and be able to do pull-ups right off the bat, depending on what they did before. That's awesome. Yeah, so I wouldn't say that I've seen, like, a disproportionate amount of men be able to do pull-ups before they've even started a fitness routine with us. So it's all about the work that you put in. If you put in the equal amount of work, like, you know, if you did the same exact program as, as a man in the gym who came in, and let's say you had we could control for some level of experience in mm -hmm. your background. Um, I gave you the same exact program. You might have an, an outcome that's slightly different where they're like, maybe you get two pull-ups and they are, end up with five. Mm. But, you know, then again, there's plenty of women who have like 10% of women have high testosterone. Maybe on that same program, they would end up with five pull-ups as well. I've been intrigued by the pull-up for at least a year now. Oh, yeah. I've been intrigued. I've been trying to do some of my own. Like, you've own. been, like, hey, calling them up. Yeah. Seeing if it went. Like, like hey, what's up? Yeah. You want to hang? And they're like, no. Pull-ups, like, I'm so busy. <laughs> Bye. So busy right now. <laughs> Go hang out with the bent arm. No. Um, but what I've noticed is that it hasn't even been until, like, the last month that I think I was doing it all, trying to do it all with my biceps. Oh, yeah, girl. I mean, yeah. You use your biceps. To, to get a pull-up, to be able to pull yourself up off the bar, you, sure. need, you need strong biceps. But your lats, your lats are the queen. And lat, lat is short for? Latissius. Latissius. <laughs> and where is that on a body? Okay. Picture this. I will. You have a, you picture your back. Picture your back as like a upside down triangle. Okay. Because you're cut. <laughs> Been taking a lot of those subs. Yeah, you take all the subs. You're your back, your shoulders are the top of the upside down triangle. Okay. Back in the middle. So your, oh, the sides of your triangle mm -hmm. are your lats. At the wide part? Yeah. So take like take your hands and, and like put them under the same armpit and then uh, pull your arms forward like a chicken. Okay. And you can feel your lats come out. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. it right now. They're like, uh, I, I, I call them my, my uh, chicken cutlets because I feel like frozen chicken cutlets. Frozen because they're because I'll rip like a rock. <laughs> no, but they, they kind of stick out the side of your body. And if you if you put your arm out to the side and then you pull your arm forward, you can feel them moving forward. And I There's a great picture of um, Jackie Chan hmm. online. If you look up Jackie Chan lats, there's this great picture of him. And he's like pulling his lats apart and it looks like he has giant wings. Wow, he's going to fly. Yeah, because he's amazing. He's amazingly strong. And people forget that. Well, I guess people don't even know that, really. Like, especially beginner athletes don't have any idea how to engage their lats. They maybe have never used them before. Um, certainly when they're hanging, like, all their proprioception has gone out the window. Like, their ability to know where their body is all of a sudden, like, completely left the room. And as me, as a very – I still can consider myself a very newbie athlete, was mm -hmm. never athletic – just the idea that you have so many different muscles to engage along the whole back of your body. Right. It's to me it's fascinating. And there's still so many that are now just saying like, Oh hi. Yeah, <laughs> you can just starting to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So pull if you're looking to get a pull up, 
I mean, the number one place to look is your lats. Increasing lat strength will, will definitely help you increase your pull. Obviously, it's not the only thing doing all the work. Your biceps are important. Rhomboids are important. Where uh, are the rhomboids? Oh, man. Picture <laughs> picture your back. <laughs> okay, we're back at the back. Oh, great. Inside that triangle, you've got shoulder blades. You know where your shoulder blades are, right? Because yeah. you can feel them moving all the time. Mm-hmm. In between your shoulder blades, you've got your rhomboids. Okay. Squeeze your shoulder blades together. Uh-huh. Those are your rhomboids doing that. So they're right along the sides of my spine, kind of? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, you know, they cross over uh, the side of your spine also like slightly start to okay. go underneath. Um scapula which was lives right underneath those shoulder blades okay yeah so right hanging there. out mm-hmm. uh pecs grab grab Jer- your armpits pec- yeah pectoral yeah well your pecs you're like oh those are my boobs right like yeah. my chest muscles but if you like pinch the little skin by your armpit where they where your arms connect that uh-huh. those you have like multiple la- uh, pec connections gotcha um it's kind of a bigger kind of squeeze them in there yeah get your pecs going um and your delts which are like in a really strong looking bodybuilder look like the they look like the caps that sit on top of their shoulders. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you picture shoulders and then you picture like bodybuilder shoulders and you're like, what are those like caps? Yeah, that extra rock right yeah, there. Yeah, it looks like they are wearing shoulder pads. And delta short for a deltoid? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you need and, and your traps, big time traps. Which picture, is picture picture a triangle <laughs> on the back. <laughs> it's like the it's like the top of the upside down triangle easy okay (laughs) big muscle so for the pull-up then okay so then you get up on the bar and you try to do a pull-up and the first thing you do is shrug your shoulders and your ears yeah well because that's what you if you were to just look at someone doing a pull-up as as a novice to me you're like okay they're just pulling with their arms and they make it happen and they're pulling that shrug yeah but really you're not really you're pulling down with your lats right and engaging your biceps by pulling down with your lats Mm. so your, your biceps can't just like if you're hanging and you're at full extension, your bicep tendon is like not in a great advantage position. As soon as you start a bent arm, then you can use your bicep to mm. really pull. That's why a lot of like people will climb a rope with like bent arms the whole time because then they can just like bicep, 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 gotcha. really feel engaged with their biceps, lats, whole back, shoulders. Mm. But if you're at an extended position, you got to use your lats in order to even move into a position where you can engage your biceps all the way. Okay. Right. So first thing we do is teach people how to access their lats. Mm-hmm. And then we can start to teach them how to use their biceps, shoulders, everything else to get into the pull-up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it just takes people learning what the heck a lat feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that the programming that we're doing right now at Sulcana, there's a lot of lat work. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of us are feeling our lats oh, these days. Oh, yeah. Yep. We are on the lat train to Victory Town because I want people to get the pull-up. I also want people to get muscle-ups. We're all going to look like upside-down triangles. Yes. It's gonna be oh, great. we're going to look so cut. <laughs> they call that your cape. Oh, I never would have you known. That Superman cape. Oof. Or super person cape. Oof. Love it. Great. Uh, let me just say um, that in CrossFit, there is this thing called the kipping pull-up, which has a universally a bad rap. Really? By people who aren't involved in CrossFit. Like, oh, oh man, people love to hate. They love pull-ups, like, but they hate kipping pull-ups. They love, uh, so when they love a pull-up, you mean a strict pull-up. Oh, so yeah. you're just hanging. Just hanging there and you just pull yourself up. Legs are dangling. And then the kipping, can you describe what that is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Picture, picture this. <laughs> My a eyes tri- are closed. A triangle. I'm going to picture that triangle. Okay, picture a gymnast, actually. 
Oh. Picture a gymnast who's on the bar, the uneven bars. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know that move where the gymnast will uh, be swinging. They'll bring their uh, feet up to the bar, mm -hmm. and then they'll bring their hips up to the bar and turn over. So now they're, like, on top of the bar. Yeah. Okay, so that is, like, a gymnastics kip to the fullest extent. Mm. So um, you can do that on a bar, and that's called a bar muscle-up in CrossFit. Uh, but that variation, there's variations on that kip that are smaller, a little more, con a little controlled in a different way that will allow you to do a pull-up. So essentially you get a little swing under the bar, you kip your hips up towards the bar, which is why it's called a kipping pull-up, and then you finish by completing the pull, getting mm -hmm. your chin over the bar. Coming back down, doing it all over again. So Super sport-specific movement, right? Way more movement. Yeah, lots of movement. Uh, yeah, your whole body's involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and very sport specific because in CrossFit, like especially in competitions, you're looking at doing sets of 10 to 20 pull-ups at a time, which in, you know, strict dead hang pull-ups, you just can't do that. It's too fatiguing. Too fatiguing. You wouldn't be able to do anything else time-wise. It just mm. takes too much time. Gotcha. You could do one set that way if you're really good at pull-ups and then you come to the next set and you would be fried. Mm. You know, you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, because um, strict pull-ups are really taxing, which is great. They're great strength builders. For right. that reason. Right. But they're too taxing to use in sport. They just are. You just can't get things done fast right. when you move strict. So just to clarify, kipping pull-ups are not inherently a bad thing. That's great. They're very efficient. They're very sport-specific. They're great anaerobic activity. They're excellent for, you know, increasing your anaerobic ability and capacity. Um, they're not quite the same as a strict pull-up. I, I always recommend people, you know, do a strict pull-up. As they're training their kipping pull-up, mm -hmm. they're training the strict pull-up. And to improve their kipping pull-up, they're also improving their strict pull-up. Because it's not like you can have pulling strength only in motion. You have right. to have it in the strict version, too. Right. But they are both great exercises. Sure. They're kind of training similar things. One is more static than the other. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. So, um, did you say that you had a challenge for me? Okay, here's a challenge. <laughs> okay. Challenge I'm ready, of I the think. week. <laughs> okay, this week's challenge is the find your lat challenge. Ooh. I'm gonna make you do it right now. Can you stand up? Yeah. Okay, she's gonna step away from the mic. This is the find your lat challenge. There's a easy way you can find your lats. Okay, so you're gonna stand up and you're gonna hinge directly at the hip, meaning like you're gonna bend over and you can feel how your arms just wanna kinda dangle there. Just let them kinda dangle. And now what I want you to do is make sure your shoulders are pulled out of your ears so you're gonna think like those shoulder blades you have, you're gonna put them in your back pockets. You're going to tuck them down in your back pockets of your jeans. And then you're going to pull your hands with bent elbows into your belly button. And squeeze your hands into your belly button as tight as you can. Okay, your lats are on now, hopefully. Feel those muscles right below your armpits on your back. It's chicken cutlets frozen in place. Now, keep those lats super tight, but you're going to unbend your arms. Keep your lats, keep your lats. Notice how your arms are now, like, glued to your legs. They're not going anywhere. They're not dangling anymore. It's because you got ultimate lat control. Release them. Nailed it. Whoa. Ooh. Can I just say I really found my lat. You did? And it was invigorating. Okay, good. It's was like it ever. Sexual experience. <laughs> um, great. And that took um, 10 seconds? 10 seconds. Find your lats challenge. Uh, so that's your challenge for the week is to find your lats. Not only just like on your own, but if you are in the gym, Take an opportunity to find your lats while doing an exercise. So um, one of my faves, bent over rows, 
Get into that bent over position I just described. Instead of just rowing your hands into your belly button, use barbell, dumbbells, some sort of weight. Pull it into your chi- pull it into your belly button. Hmm. Feel those lats turn on. When you release your arms, you're releasing the weight down, but you're not turning your lats off. The lats are active through that whole full movement. Oh yeah, big time lat pulls. You got a challenge for me this week? Um, yeah, my challenge for you, Hannah, and for anyone who happens to be taking a protein supplement is to, well, okay, it's going to take you a little bit. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop taking that protein supplement. Okay. Bye-bye, peanut butter. (laughs) Stop taking it for three days. And then on the fourth day, I want you to take it. And I want you to take it twice, two times throughout the day. Okay. And then from days four, five, and six... I want you to take no more of whatever supplement that is, whatever protein powder, and continue to take to use a food journal and write down how you feel. Mm. If you feel crummier, I want you to be aware of that. Well, if you enter toot down. <laughs> if you want to do a pull-up, boy, have I got some advice for you. In fact, I have digital programming that Whoa. you can follow for the low, low cost of $49. Hey, One time for six weeks. One time only. For six weeks of programming. Or you can get the coach version, $99, for some digital coaching from yours truly. So if you want to turn up that challenge to not just a find your last challenge, but get your first dang pull-up challenge. Hey. I've got some stuff for you. That's awesome. So, so you check have, us out. You have the two options, and then the coach version is the one where you're you're giving people additional coaching in addition to. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Big time. Gotcha. Changing that program up. Love it. Based on what they need. Sending me vids. Taking their subs. Doing the thing. <laughs> uh, you can find that on our website, soulconacrossfit.com slash blog. Check it out. I can't wait. Thanks. <laughs> hey, find your lats, find your subs. Yeah. <laughs> Write it all down. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Woo. Protein and pull-ups. Soulconacast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit soulconacast.libsim.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com for full episode information. You can also visit our website at sulcanafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulcana CrossFit. See you there.